In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents... Diet Starts Tomorrow with host Sammy Sage I'm having a relationship with my pizza and Aileen Drexler I'm gonna make you girls a hump day treat in a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram Just doing my workout Tuesday's arms and back but feels anything but in real life Is butter a carb? Yes This is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie from people who understand the struggle I'm on the third day of my cleanse diet Hello and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Sammy and today I am joined by a favorite of this podcast. We are back with the founder of Megababe, the author of Body Talk, and the host of the Boob Sweat podcast, Katie Storino. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Um, You are really like one of my biggest inspirations these days, I will tell you, as I struggle with the process of buying clothing for my size. Mm. Um, I just want to start by saying you saved my life by recommending Sashin and Bobby to me oh. as a designer. I bought a dress for Watch What Happens Live and I bought a dress for a black tie um wedding. So you saved me. I love they saved me. They made distress. they made my wedding dress. They've made like two red carpet dresses for events that I couldn't find anything for. Like Sashin and Bobby deserves all the love. They really do. I we're gonna start with that. Start with that endorsement. Yeah. So yeah. So Katie, we have not spoken since February when Body Talk before Body Talk launched. So what is new? I hear you're working, I hear from you on your stories that you're working on a body talk for kids. That's what I'd like to be working on. It's not official yet, but I am I am pushing for it because I think the message was received so well by women everywhere. And I think one of the things that they really, um, I think one of the things that they were all really consistently reacting to, or I wish that this book was kind of geared towards my child. The book is great for a tween or a teen, but like for a little kid, uh, I think some of the concepts are too big, but, but very valuable. And I would love to turn it into a kid's book. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you could get this book for kids, then you maybe don't need it for like for adults. Me yeah. as an adult, <laughs> yeah. Like, like had I not had this problem as a child, maybe we wouldn't still be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I guess just to like start, you know, I know a lot of people who are, you know, a lot of my friends are having kids. It's definitely like on my mind lately. So, like, how do you think that kids should be? I guess spoken to about their bodies. I think exactly what you just said. Where if if you if you read the book as a little kid, you won't have to read it now. Well, now we have to go back as adults and read it for our inner child. Which, if you've been in any sort of therapy, you're familiar with that term and that concept of finding um, finding the the little you that was unsupported or unprotected um, at at those certain times in your life, and going back and being their advocate. Um, I call it in body talk. I call it finding your mascot. Because that's the little that's the little girl inside of you that really, or the the little person. Because I've had the same feedback from men who have read my book as well. Um, 
really going back and finding the joy and being physical and being in your body without any complications attached to it. So how do you talk to kids now? I think you start by solving your own issues. That's that's the main thing that I advise for any sort of any any woman anywhere, any person everywhere, but um I do I do think that that's the key because you you might think that you're keeping them safe um by not talking about things or just keeping that to yourself, but the vibrations are there. They they feel it. Mm-hmm. We actually did over the summer like a four-part series on this podcast about triggering things from TV and movies when we were younger. And I mean, the big news of today is like Taylor's new album and Britney is out of her conservatorship and, you know, Jessica Simpson got her name back. And it's just like, yes. Yeah. It's just like you, and this has gotten me thinking like, okay, the way that women were treated in like the early 2000s and like, and even before in some of my most formative years was so fucking horrible to the point that they're yeah. Yeah. Peak us time. Yeah. So like were there move are there like movies or TV references or things that like stick out to you as like being really formative oh, in how you viewed yourself? The Britney Spears slave video with the snake and the low pants. Um, you're talking about things that affected you in a way like a kind of a negative way because it fucked with you because it was like, this is what sexy is and this is what yes. beautiful is, and this is never going to happen for you. So that, yeah, that is that I think that video. And then um, also Gwyneth Paltrow in Great Expectations when she gets naked and has like this thigh gap, this like she crosses her legs mm. and there's just you could drive a truck through there. And I was like, <laughs> wow, wh- how does that happen? How? Yeah. Yeah. Never has never happened since or then or ever for me. Um, and now I'm fine with that. But at the time, it was like quite damaging. Completely. Yeah. I mean, I think back and I, the way that I thought I, I was trying to make my body imitate bodies mm-hmm. that genetically just have nothing to do with yes. what's happening here. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, it's just not possible. Were there any pop culture moments for you that stick out? I would say like a lot like Nicole Richie being really oh, sure. thin. Yeah. Um, just like the bodies that we saw in tabloids were always thin arms. Like I remember standing in my my in, in my childhood home, my bathroom was entirely mirror, so you could see yourself in every angle. Wow! Which de- which ultimately like helped me develop a strong body checking habit. So I have like distinct memories of standing in my bathroom in like 2002, my bat mitzvah here, with like I had the magazine like open. Yeah, and. Like it was like an Academy Awards roundup, and I remember like looking at the pictures of like women's arms and like their stomachs, and like looking at the magazine and like comparing in the mirror yes. to myself. Yes, like from that angle, like oh, if her arm looks like this from the side, like I want my arms to look like this from the side. Horrible. And it was just like, and I didn't even think it was that weird. I was like, yeah, I'm just working on being thin. Yeah, no, that's I'm just I'm just trying to be a woman out here. That's what that's what everyone's telling me I need to do. I hear that. I don't I, I I get that. And if you really think about the early aughts, like these were these were like low rise, mini, like hey, um scarf tops, everything that's back right now. Spaghetti straps, spaghetti you know, straps, crop it, it, the, tops. The level of trigger warning, the level of eating disorders in Hollywood, I think was at like an all time high. Has it changed now? 
Not really, but a little bit. But my question is like, was it considered an eating disorder no. or was it just considered like what you do? It's the same thing that um, Jess, I don't know if you read Jessica Simpson's biography. Have we ever talked about this? I'm on my way to, but okay. I it, really, it's like on my list. No, but, you must, you yeah. must read the audible version only because she reads it and it's fantastic. And she talks about, there's a chapter where she talks about how thin she was for Dukes of Hazard and how unhealthy she was. Um, and it's the same thing. And those thing. were the jean shorts. Yes, of that course. That everyone idolized yes. her in. Yes. And everyone praised her during a time when she was like unrealistically unhealthy and then was rude to her when she couldn't maintain that level of unrealistic body work. Well, that was always what it was. It was like the tabloids were not only there to uh-huh. like praise the thinness, but to police to the weight gain yeah. or like if you looked bad one day. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some to my friend who is fostering kittens, and it is the only thing they will eat. It comes in these pate packages, and you scoop it, and you just feel like you're a chef for your baby kitties, and they j'adore it. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com slash DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order plus free shipping, baby. Even in my own current circumstances, something I wanted to talk to you about is like the experience of being out of regular sizing, Mm. which currently I'm dealing with. And it's a really big challenge. And I also have realized like how much of the fact that I'm not in this regular sizing, that is what drives me to like want to be thinner. It's like the fact that I can't find clothing. It's annoying. It's like, yeah. And I wonder, like, if I could find clothing, would I maybe just be, like, content? Um, or maybe I could just get used to being this size. But it's genuinely so challenging. Yes. And I think – so I – when I started my platform, I was a size 12. And not to just get right into numbers, but I was a size 12. And now I'm a size 18 or a size 20. And I have found that um, through this experience, one, I started to make my size because when I went from a 14 to a 16, like the options dropped. Zero. By, by Zero. a lot. Yeah. There's a lot more yeah. now. Because there's a lot like XXL, which will get you in like if you're a 14. Yes, 14. You know, occasionally you'll find like a looser cut 14 or 16. Sure. Yes. But generally, no. No. And and then the, that subliminal messaging of, like, for example, Love Shack Fancy doesn't really go above a size 12 and they're 12 10, to 10, 10, right? Sometimes. Okay. Right. 
So um, let's go with 10-8. What does that say? It just, it says, we don't want you here. We don't want you to wear the clothes. You're not the body we're trying to dress. And whether you know it or not, or acknowledge it or not, that messaging somehow seeps into your brain of you're not worthy, you're not welcome. You're wrong. For sure. Like, I don't really, it's stressful for me to order like anything because it used to be like, oh, I would know it probably would fit or like if it didn't fit perfectly. Yes. This isn't my only option. Yes. Now I'm like, okay, I have four options of things I can order and one of them must fit. And by fit, it's like, it has to just go on my body. We, like, should, you know well, we, should, we should definitely look at where you're shopping one because there's a lot more options out there than than there were. Let, let's actually talk about okay. that because I think people want that. Great. So I'll tell you where I'm shopping. Great. I'm shopping Reformation extended sizing. I'm shopping Sashin and Bobby. I'm shopping Eloquy, 11 Honore, though it's quite expensive. Um, and, you know, I'll look at bigger, I'll try to just fit into like bigger sizes of like whatever's on like XXL on Revolve or Shopbop. But there's literally, no. if you filter by that, no, there's no. three items. No. So I don't know where else to go. I am telling you that there are a lot more options out there for you than you're probably finding. 11 Honore is too expensive in the, for their designer stuff, but they have launched, a, they've launched their own collection recently that is under $200 price points. And that is more affordable mm-hmm. um, and making things that we, that I think will we, well, I want to wear um, for nicer basics. I love Henning and Veronica Beard. Mm-hmm. Have you ever oh, tried yes. Veronica you, Beard? Okay. Veronica yes. Beard. Again. Henning, I have not. Henning is wonderful and I love their stuff. Um, I do think again, they're expensive. Real Real has great like resale options for all of these brands. Clothing carries no value. So like I just bought a pair of Veronica Beard size 18 pants on Real Real and they were like $40 with the tag on. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's like you can definitely you can find like great deals on real real for for those um madewell also have you tried madewell i have yes madewell jeans are really good another one i forgot to mention is airy and american sure. eagle okay um, yeah they great. have good basics bras yes. um underwear j crew but, is j crew is making great oh, stuff J. too okay i'm writing these all down yes so um, yeah and i like right, i'm just looking around my house i'm like i'm in a hill house dress i love good american yeah. jeans they're the jeans i wear the most Oh, yeah. I'll do Good American, too. Hill House, obviously. I'm going to shout out Nadam, too. Sustainable Cashmere. They go up to a 3X. I got their 3X thinking it would be really tight, and it was way too big. So so that was interesting because everyone wants, like, a cashmere set. Um, Rachel Antonoff, also, she makes, like, really fun clothes. So if you want fun, unique stuff. She goes up to a 3X. I do want fun, unique stuff. Yeah. I want like Rixo and I want like... What do you want? I want... Okay. I want Love Shack Fancy. Like I want Misa Los Angeles. Like I want these like... You know, Allison Olivia was one of my favorite brands. Occasionally, I can get into some of their stuff. You're hitting all my... Honestly, you're hitting like, all my top... Love Shack... Uh, my top brands that just won't quit. They won't change. Okay. Let's go back to Love Shack Fancy for Great. a second. Because that is one of those that like really upsets me. I love talking I about love this brand. I love their stuff. It's everywhere. They have expanded in a way that shows that they have the capital to go into extended sizing yes. if they wanted to. Yes. So that is what I'm just like, what the fuck? We know you're not like, we know you're not a small business who like, no. you know, can't 
by the inventory. Like you have so much inventory. There's Rick's so many SKUs. For, the, for that matter, by the way. I thought Rixo I used oh, to I give Rick thought Rixo was small. No, I gave that I give them the benefit of the doubt until I talk to someone on the inside and they are not a small business. Really? Yeah. And Alice okay. and Olivia is enormous. And one of my dear friends, Jenny Mullen, she wears their stuff all the time. She's good friends with Stacy from Alice and Olivia. But like if yeah. you it, I think sometimes if you look at the owner of the business, the founder, the designer the who like the muse for the business and they have a certain body type that's who they design for it also reflects often the feelings they might have about bodies like what i'm trying to say between the lines here are like those owners don't they're terrified of fat they're terrified of the word they're terrified of themselves they have their own issues that are being spray painted all over like all, all over their instagram and their and their business. Totally. And another another thing that I think indicates that is not necessarily only that they won't get into extended sizing, but they won't use like a size six or a size four no. model even. No. Like it's always a size double zero yes. stick model. Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow in a... Because that's <laughs> the ideal. That's, yeah. that's their ideal and they are and they're sticking to it. Because even like Hill House, which doesn't have like plus plus sizes, but it will go up to like, I think XXL. 2X, They yeah. use models yes. of different bodies and you can actually see what the clothes will look like on yes. someone who's not a zero. Yes. So it's like, you know, maybe they're not into full plus yet, but it's like- They're working think, on it. Oh, they're- Right. You can kind of tell like they will do that because yes. they're already- Yes. Showing that they give a shit about like the diversity in the modeling. That's exactly it. And they are a brand that is smaller than all three of the brands you just mentioned by a lot. Totally. Um, they're growing. Totally. But I'm just they saying. All similar. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think the market, I'm looking down at my dress right now and I'm like, that's, that's it. Is using the, those types of bodies in marketing is everything. It's, I, yeah. I, I just, and, look, I looked at, um, yeah. what's the brand? Stoud. Stoud launched extended yeah, sizes. Stoud. For, for like five yes. minutes. And then I looked on their site. It's not there for fall. They never talked about it on, they never talked about it on social media. And I was like, how, how are these girls supposed to find your stuff? Like who, who's- I just bought, I mean, I, I have Jordana's wedding this week and I, li- I just, I don't have a dress for like her rehearsal dinner and whatever. I could wear something I have, but like, but no one I'm wants to do that. Really like, I'm feeling kind of shitty about how I'm like going to go into looking in this Mexican destination wedding. Like, you know, knowing like, oh, I'm definitely the biggest bridesmaid. Like, you know, I, whatever, like these are just sort of facts. Like it's, so I'm, I want to go in feeling like, oh, I have a nice new outfit. Yes. Like, you know, I have something I feel good in for the beach. Yes. I got a cover up. I like it. Rococo sand just fits. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I bought now an Alice and Olivia dress didn't fit returning it and now i went i bought two star dresses in their extended sizing i'm gonna return one new extended sizing yeah no it was old like i actually have it in a different this exact dress in a different length from the summer okay when they did their extended sizing did they think it didn't sell like it's i don't really get it did you did you put a pinky toenail in the water for one season not talk about it hide it and then and then say we tried it no one bought it that's a that's a really common thing too. Olivia Rubin is someone you should try if you want something special and unique. She's mm-hmm. a British designer. She makes okay. really bright, colorful stuff, and she goes to a four act. She's I, yeah. Awesome. I, I'm writing all these down as you're saying. Yeah, them Olivia Rubin like, is, is wonderful. 
Um, but the fact that we can count these on two hands, no, no, like no. these two brands. Yes. That, and Tanya yeah. Taylor also makes extended sizes. I yes. cannot forget about her. Um, she right. makes she's fun on, stuff um, for Mexico. She's on 11 Honor. She's on 11 Honor. But I think like for as far as finding a special dress, like in a short, here we are. It's, it's, you, you don't have time. That's the point is that unless you're overnighting today, you don't have time. Right. But I know that let's say, I mean, I did, I did buy some things and they're coming, but like, let's say I was a size 10, yeah. you know, which I was for most of my life. <laughs> I could, I wouldn't have to worry about that. I could just at any point order something from any site. Yes. What you want to any wear. item that's exactly. Yes. And not just what's available. Right. Right. Like I yeah. look at the options that are available and I'm like, okay, well, I guess this is fine. Yeah. Like yes. not that it's I, yes. ugly. This like, isn't some hideous. of these designers are amazing, yeah. Yeah. but it's not like it's not the number one dress I saw that I was praying was in my size. Yes, agreed. That's exactly it. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. So, okay, so you started when you were a size 12, you started the 12-ish style. I remember that was the first time we actually had you on. That was your original hands all. Yep. Um, How did you, like, make that transition from like being like, okay, with just not being in the mainstream sizing? Like, how do you get over that? So so I did a lot of, it wasn't that I did a lot of work in like with mantras and like that kind of thing. What I really found is um, I just, I talked to so many thin women that were unhappy with their body that I realized that no woman, no woman is really happy with her body. So what is the point of stressing out about your body, crying, looking at a tag, cutting tags out of shirts, like being embarrassed to shop at a at a certain store? Like, what is the point of that of that whole cycle and process? And why are we putting energy towards it when we could be putting energy towards a lot of other stuff, professional, personal, lots of things? Um, and especially when you get inside the clothing industry and realize that like sizes are totally like like one medium in one store is is another person's like extra large or extra small sizing so inconsistent so i'm attaching my self-worth to a to a size in a in a pair of jeans that like was designed on like a 
an avatar. It just it it's um it's just some it's some patriarchy trickery bullshit that like that's what we focus on is this like this like size thing uh instead of other things that are very real and that we should be very awake to and really putting effort toward. I mean, I'll be honest. Does that like, even help you? you just no, no, Honestly, yeah. Like what you're saying is sort of like what I say to myself in the moments where I'm like, well, should I just try to lose weight? You know, or like, cause I don't, I really don't ever want to go on a diet. I don't even think I could do it at this point. Like the idea of it makes me want to cry. Totally. But there's also the part of me that's like, I know I could be like a little healthier and work out more. And maybe if I did that, I could fit into the sizes again. So there's that part of me that's like, oh, if you work out and like, maybe you'll actually get into the sizes and you won't have to do worry about yes. this anymore. And then this is, but, yeah. But, but then I know I'm like, that doesn't solve the problem for other people. No. If I can get into the sizes, no. it's like, not that like, oh, I should be any particular size for any you know reason other than like my own, you know, whatever's going on with me. But like, there's still the problem will still exist even if I can get into the sizes. Exactly. It just it doesn't it only goes away in that moment. And guess what? Just because you're going to fit in that size 10 doesn't mean that you're that you're not going to go into a store and try in a size 10 and it's too small because it was cut small. Completely. And then you're still going to have that that mental cycle happen where, ooh, you know what? I must have put on some weight. I'm going to like, why don't I skip lunch and do this and I'll go to two soul cycle classes yeah. and then I should be fine. And that kind of like that kind of like it fucks with you yes that it just fucks with you and so you have to learn to detach from it well that's sort of like what you said about like the patriarchal stuff like that is very motivating to me it's like almost in like a reactive way like don't you dare tell me that like i'm not worthy via this sizing and so it like almost riles me up to be like fuck this i'm not gonna like try to change my body yes for that for that changing yeah but i mean yeah I was going to say no, one, gonna one say? thing that gets it gets confusing or like it kind of takes like a Buddha Zen master level um, to be able to lose weight or focus on health or uh, this is this is not coming out the way I want it to. What I'm trying to say is if you know that you're not being healthy because healthy at any size is something yeah. people talk about all the time. If you know you're not being healthy, if you know you're not meditating, you're not moving your body you're not eating foods that nourish you like it's okay to focus on those things but diet culture is always like an inch away from that conversation yeah and you're you just you're right. constantly having to regulate yourself from am I focusing on health or am I trying to do something like weird and diet culture so it's like a constant yeah, check it, it really is because it's like almost like my association with doing any healthy actions yeah. has been tainted by like, yeah. oh, you will do this and you will lose weight. Yeah. Like yesterday I went, I, yesterday I like hurt my foot last week. So I couldn't, I couldn't really like walk, but I wanted to do something like, cause yeah. I hadn't moved for a few days and I went for a swim, like in my building. And cool. I obviously like, as I'm swimming, I'm like realizing that I had all these, like res- I hadn't swim swum swam since before the pandemic yeah when I was like heavy and you know trying to lose weight for my wedding and I noticed that my thoughts almost immediately went back to like the thoughts I had the last time I was doing this which was oh like you're gonna be so lean from swimming it's like 
no, like I'm just trying to get my heart rate up because I haven't moved for a week. Like it's hard to sort of like lean into doing something for health without your like a little bell going off in your brain. Like you're going to get thinner. Like you're burning calories. Like, yeah, that's because that was like basically the reason we were like alive for do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that that's kind of like everything. Yeah. And that that ticker constantly going off in your in your head that I don't have anymore. Of if you eat this, if you don't eat this, okay. if you do this, if you don't yeah. do this, like this constant like little math machine in the front of your brain. Right. Um I wanted to go back to you losing weight for your wedding. Um without I mean, please, like I'm this is your show, you're you can stop me anytime. But like I like what do you think about that whole process? Well, that process is what like really fucked me up, honestly. And like, I think that was kind of the nail in the coffin for dieting for me, combined with some of the like social changes in the, like over the pandemic that had me, and just the existence of the pandemic and everything that we went through, like had me sort of ideologically rethinking things. Yeah. But I went on a diet before I even got engaged. I was like, I'm going to just be on this like very long, slow, steady diet. And you know, I want to look thin in my engagement pictures. We got engaged while skiing. So it didn't even fucking matter. Um, I was in like a puffy ski outfit. Um, so I was on my wedding diet before I even like, like knowing that I was going to get engaged soon, quote unquote. And then I dieted for like the year. The wedding was canceled because like two months, a month before it was supposed to happen because of the pandemic. And then, but I was like, but then it was like there was no end in sight for my dieting because I didn't know when the wedding would be. Oh. And and then like we ultimately had the wedding in August. So like postponed about five or six months. But in that time, so many things happened with the pandemic, social justice. And I started to really like my ideology on dieting changed because of like that really like that patriarchal message like yeah. really moved me. And like it, I couldn't think about it any other way. Yeah. And I couldn't, and I was just like, this is so dumb. Like the idea of losing weight for my wedding is stupid too. So I kind of stopped dieting before my wedding, but I was still pretty thin. Although at the time I got the photos back and I was like, oh, I look so bad. I wish I dieted. And now I look back on those photos and I'm like, you look amazing. These are gorgeous. So it's a lot. I think what you said makes so much sense. And then it's and then it's that initial thought of, I wish I had been thinner and now you're looking back and oh my God, I look amazing. And now, unfortunately, that wedding photo I've seen for so many people becomes this benchmark of, well, like I'm like 20 pounds up from my wedding weight. And when really your wedding weight wasn't like where you comfortably live. Honestly, like my, I actually think my wedding weight was where I could comfortably live if I could just like if I could eliminate diet culture from my head, yeah, I almost feel that if it were like all gone, that that weight would be my real weight. Because it wasn't like I was like my thinnest. I was definitely okay. not. But I was not what I am now where I feel like a little bit heavier than I should be. Okay. But I was, you know, I wasn't particularly fit. But I was like, I, I do feel like I was a stable weight for myself. Did you but feel I didn't healthy? Realize it because I did feel healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't feel the way I feel now where like I feel winded going out for sure. you know so like a half hour now of 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 like activity is a lot for me now. I used to be able to like you know do a hike solidly and now I'm like oh fuck I can't. Oh, I mean I 
So yeah, I, I hear you. And I think that it's an interesting concept. Um, the way that, the way that dieting is tied up in getting married because getting married is a totally different thing and it's a commitment and it's this event and it's like this very special time and it should be. But it, the fact that weight is tied up in any of that is really weird for us. I completely agree. And I think it almost has, that's also like the patriarchal thing. Like yes. a woman has to like look the most amazing she's looked on her wedding day. And because we've been taught that the most amazing also equals the thinnest, yes. that yes. becomes like a yes. focus. And I almost feel that a lot of the bride stress, I actually think is from not eating. Like I don't actually believe a lot of brides have to be as stressed as they are. I think the real reason they're stressed is because they they're hungry. They're counting calories. They're worrying about like missing a workout. They're worried about like, you know, overeating. And I can think back on like times when I felt that way and I ruined so many things. Like I ruined vacations. I ruined nights out. I ruined part, you know, socializing with friends because I was like, I was, I was like, oh my God, well, if I had this omelet at breakfast, like, yeah, what am I going to do? You know, light lunch, light lunch. So that yes. at dinner, I can drink and eat as much as I want. It's just like, that ruins your time. That ruins your time. Cause that's not what it's about. It's like being grounded in the moment. And that's not what it's about. Can I actually ask you about something? Cause we both went to Ischia this summer and I saw you were at Mezzatore like a few weeks before I was. And I was like, damn, I missed her. But you posted something while you were there about how, like, I think it was about how you get past like bad body image days. And yeah. your, your post was something like, you know, people ask me how I don't, how I just always like feel good. And you said like something like you don't, you don't always have good days, but you don't focus on them. So can you talk about that whole thing a little bit more? Because it really, I think I go back to that a lot because, you know, I look at you, I, you know, I follow you consistently and I always think like, oh, she's so confident. Like she must feel good about herself like every day or like maybe those bad body image days are like super rare. So can you talk more about like what you do on those or, you know, are they more rare than before? Oh yeah. They're, they're much more rare. It's more that they're, it's more that it's like a whisper that happens and it's like, it's like, like, are your arms okay in that? Like, and then I, but I'm just so in tune with the conversation that I can stop it now. And I do so by doing, I literally do what I write about in my book, Body Talk, where I'm like, nope, nope. And I stop it. That doesn't mean that um, there aren't days when I don't want to take pictures, when I don't like the pictures we just got back. And it's not necessarily all like body related. I think that that's because I'm in a weird position where you're constantly like looking at yourself in a for like your job. So I'm going to separate that yeah. out <laughs> and tell you that um and tell you that I think it really is realizing no one is looking at you. No one like no one is noticing your cellulite or your veins or your like your butt cheek, like whatever it is. No one cares. People pick up on your confidence, especially in a swimsuit. People pick up on the fact that you are changing under a towel or like um or like are wearing like all black and like long sleeves at the beach like people pick up on those things and then they start to notice because the energy you're attracting is like this like I don't feel good about myself and so people are like that can really attract people in a negative way um and I I did catch myself in Italy 
wanting to post a photo where I was like, there were two photos. One, I was like kind of laughing and happy. And one, I looked like thinner. My body looked more elongated. And I was like, well, that one is the photo to post. And then I had to catch myself in that in that patriarchy moment and say, why, why, why do I, why do I think that's the better photo? What, what does that mean? Like, I hate the word flattering. Like, why do I think that this is, Mm. this is more flattering? That just means thinner. That just means like I'm fitting into like cultural ideas. And so I posted the other one and then I (laughs) talked about it because I, um, I talk about everything (laughs) and I, I'm just saying that that, that was it. it. I just, I really, um, I really caught myself in that moment. So what I'm saying is that I don't have days of, of being like, I don't want to wear anything. I'm just going to stay home. That doesn't happen to me anymore because I've, I've, I've worked on this so much. Um, mm-hmm. Remembering that a girl who's a size two or zero at the bikini or at the beach who's in the bikini, who I think is perfect, remembering that she is just as insecure as I was or would be, um, it makes me feel more compassion for myself and for other women and just kind of like, it makes me feel empowered to like, tell everyone, including myself, to shut the fuck up. Yeah. I do think that like stopping those thoughts in their tracks and be like, and just being like, this isn't, this isn't how we look at things yes. anymore. Like yes. it's okay that it's ingrained, but this isn't serving us no. anymore. And we have and, power to change it. And I do just want to say like, I, I, with the pictures, like, I also feel like, oh, like, like I, I only want to post like the most, you know, the picture that doesn't like accentuate like, you know, my full body so yeah. much or like, you know, where my face looks slimmer because it's like a selfie or yeah. whatever it is. Like I also, I always feel like, oh, I don't want to just post like a here I am in my big body photo. But like, I almost, I know that it would like help people if I did something like that. Like I, I agree. look at you and I look at like Remy Bader and I'm like, how do they, like not even, not even like how do they do that? It's more like I wish that I could have that confidence because they make me feel like you guys make me feel like, fuck these people. I'm going to just wear whatever I want. And everyone knows yes. like I'm me. That's all that it matters. And like lean into that. Who cares? Like post but that I'm photo. Like, I'm scared to but, like, uh, I, I look at the photos and I'm like, Ugh. Well, what's the worst that could happen? Honestly. Cause I'm like, what is the worst thing? Maybe it's like, Maybe it's like um solidifying that like this is really my size now and I'm not gonna like change or I'm not gonna it's not just gonna like go, I'm not gonna slim out, you know. Or even if I do, that it doesn't matter that it's like this is I don't I don't mm. know. Like I guess it's still like ingrained in me, like you're not worthy unless you like are posting a flattering photo. And I think that that is like I don't know, it's kind of heartbreaking to me because I think about when I like used to go on vacation and I would, and I like was felt thin and I would like go through photos and be like, oh my God, I can't decide which one to post because there's so many flattering ones, quote mm-hmm. unquote. And now I'm like lucky if I get like one I'm happy with. And then I'm like, I don't know. Why do I care? Like, why don't I just embrace like, this is me and. This is just you versus yeah. you. It is. Yeah. yeah it is me versus me. Yeah. And I think what's interesting and empowering, and the whole reason I started this, I've told you this in the past, but I was featured on a fashion blog and I read other women supporting seeing me and my body size on a fashion blog. And I think women seeing you in like in your experience, right. not fully formed, 
not fully there yet with like your own self-acceptance, but but moving towards that is so inspiring. I think that that's right, like that right. and that is helpful. That comes right back to you. Like that comes back to you and and you grow from that too. Yeah. That that is a good point. I mean, like I'll be honest, like when I see you on Instagram sometimes I'm like I I'm like I wish I could be as confident as her. And then or like not even as confident but like I really admire that like you're one of the first people who is like making it about the brand's fault, not your fault. Yeah. And like just proud to be in your skin. And like, I want to be that more. Talk about yeah. your dress experience. Like do like do a video on your dress experience. Like be, I'm just saying that there's so much, it's about that shame. And I, and I'm, I'm guessing, and I'm not yeah. a doctor, but I'm guessing that somewhere in the back, it's you being like, using the F word. You're like, I'm fat. I can't fit into this. This is my fault. I'm ashamed. And I feel like if you stop that for a second, stop that shame cycle and just go out there and be like, this is ridiculous. I am smaller than the average size woman in this country. I cannot find anything to wear. (laughs) I have money to spend here, folks. Like, like this is bullshit. Like, I think that there's so much power in acknowledging that to yourself and to other people. Yeah. You're literally watching me like in progress. Like you're, you know, next time we speak, like this could be a totally different conversation. I hope that it is. I hope so too. And and that's the thing is, and can I just also say that this doesn't, your body is going to change so many, so much. Like you're like, this isn't your final destination of anything. And like, that means you may like go on like a different, you may gain weight, lose weight, like have a baby, not have a baby, like age, like, like this, like buckle up because our body is, we're not done. Right. That's what I keep reminding myself. I'm like, this isn't like there's like I almost in my head feel like oh there's like an end no but there is not an end that's just and you I keep trying to remind myself yeah right right <laughs> exactly and what I keep trying to remind myself is like there is no end so like working on my like mentality about this is going to matter so much yes. more than yes. like yeah anything else that yes. I do yes I agree yeah because it's easier like it's fucked up, but it's easier now than it's going to be in five years or starting in 10 years. And a woman just sent me a DM of her like 65-year-old mother wearing a tucked in shirt for the first time. And she texted her a picture and said, can I pull this off? I'm following that woman you told me about. And I tucked my shirt in. And like, she was like, so nervous about it, but she was doing it. And I just, I think it's, if we can learn the lesson earlier, it saves us so much time and pain and wasted time. It's so true. And I honestly really wish that on everybody. Mm -hmm. So Katie, this has been as always incredible. Thank you so much for just giving. (laughs) I feel like you gave me a personal pep talk this morning and I hope that the listeners feel the same. And I hope that I I go on the internet and I see a video of you talking about clothes and, and the bullshit. I mean, you might see that soon. I I hope now you've given me some external motivation. Yes. You'll see what you'll see what I end up wearing this weekend. I have to figure out what fits. Yeah. Great. But um, thank you so much, Katie. Where can everybody find you, follow you, etc.? You can follow me at Katie Strino or you can follow me at Mega Babe Beauty and you can find Mega Babe products on megababe.com, Target or Ulta. Thank you so much, Katie. I really appreciate you being here. So we're going to do the outro and we're always with you through thick and thin. 
Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong and Sean Kilby. Social media by Sydney Rafe. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com. Betches.